1: History in five songs with host Martin Popoff, a production of Pantheon Podcasts. Let's rock out with Martin.
0: Indeed, welcome back again to another episode of History in 5 Songs with Martin Popoff. brought to you by the good people at Pantheon Podcast. There's always stuff going on over there. Uh, New podcasts being added. Few go into pod fade, but we're not fading over here. We've uh, we've never missed a week. We're up to uh, 225 here, episode 225. I'm calling this... Heaviest 70s live albums. Um, What happened here was, um, so uh, Ed uh, Rivadavia, a buddy of mine, uh, put out a list on Loudwire of the 10 heaviest albums of the 70s sort of thing. And because I'm argumentative, I started arguing with him about it over on our our private uh, email group, and then it spread over to Facebook. And then, of course, invariably, what I need to do is fish out that old list from my old collector's guide book of the 100 heaviest albums of the 70s, Put that up there, people started commenting, and then all of a sudden, invariably, what happens is somebody brings up a live album. You know, not not realizing this whole thing that when we rate these things, we don't include live albums. Why don't we include live albums when we talk about heaviest? Uh, of course, uh, because... Uh, they're basically greatest hits albums. Uh, they're collections of the most up-tempo songs. Uh, they're recorded uh, fuzzier and dirtier and heavier. Um, they're played with more aggression because it's live, ostensibly, right? Um, but basically, live albums are a cheat. They're always going to sound heavier in almost every single example. We've got an example at the end where I think that goes the other way. Um, but uh, but yeah, so the idea here is... Um, got me thinking, so what are the heaviest live albums of the 70s? Um, so I kind of looked at them all and compared them to their studio catalogs and, you know, but like I say, that's unfair, so it's more comparing them to the other live albums of the 70s. Why are we doing the 70s? Of course uh, the reason we're doing the 70s is because uh, heavy metal becomes ubiquitous after 1980 and there's really not a lot of reason to compare them later or laud them or say, hey, you've done a great thing here, um, you're pun- Pioneering. You're, you're at the extremity of creativity for heavy music. Uh, so we are celebrating these bands when they are heavy in the 70s because it is a fresh, new, different thing, and it's less so uh, when we get to the 80s. So that's kind of the idea there. Uh, one thing I found out with this exercise is there is a correct answer. There is a clear winner. Um, absolutely a clear winner. Far and away um, heavier than anything else on this list. So heavy, in fact, that... Um, When I compared it to my list of the 100 heaviest albums of the 70s, uh, it literally would vault to number one, and uh, everything else on my list, um, I kind of came to the conclusion that, uh, you know, because we want to reward studio albums more so, like I say, because live albums are cheat, uh, so I was maybe being a little harsh on it, maybe not, but I didn't find that anything else of our five examples here would... You know arguably or unarguably let's say objectively would crack the top 20 uh, but our number one answer so stick around for that that's the number five slot our number one answer is the heaviest album of the 70s period live or studio okay let's get started with our first selection here this is rush with something for nothing yeah, Okay so this is a this is an interesting one but by the way before we start it's funny that this conversation uh, might start with an album uh, that we've talked about many times on here. Um, I'm not going to include it in the five but uh, 1969 MC5 kick out the jams. Uh, That's a pretty darn heavy album. It is a live album. Uh, It is a live album of original songs. We've done other episodes on that but yeah kind of interesting that we can go that far back for a pretty darn heavy album. of the 70s well it's a 69 album so you you know how when i do these books and blah 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 i always kind of fold the 6 the 60s into the 70s um when we're talking about heaviness because there's you know exponentially less in the 60s kind of thing but anyways um so the interesting thing about this uh that that i really like uh, about this rush pick so we played something for nothing the the um the reason i like this pick as as one of the heaviest 70s live albums um, is that I'm kind of rewarding Rush for the idea of, uh, uh, here, listen to me, rewarding Rush, right? Who cares what I think, right? Uh, but, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, th- this is one that really almost, uh, helped, uh, you know, co-inspire the whole idea of this episode, because I've always found the All the Worlds a Stage album, September 29th, 1976, recorded at Massey Hall, um, really heavy album um, and it's I, I would say it's Rush's heaviest album if we if we include studio and and live and uh, and I really like that it could vault onto this list uh, with Rush being not one of the heaviest bands from the 70s so what I also deigned to do uh, with this is uh, to go back to my old-fashioned cool rating system remember in that old collector's guide to the 70s book I had a dual rating system where I rated heaviness and merit right so, so every album had a two-number rating, um, because it, I, you know, we were always obsessed as kids with measuring heaviness. So I'm giving you a two-album rating for these albums as well, but it's not the same two-album rating. So the first number is the heaviness of the catalog as a whole, so all the studio albums combined, um, and then the second number is the heaviness of this live album. So for Rush. Uh, in the 70s mind you this this first number would go down if we included everything further for sure uh, for for uh, all the worlds of stage I'm giving it a six slash eight so the heaviness of the catalog is a six the heaviness of this album is an eight we kick off with Bastille day anthem fly by night slash in the mood even fly by night in the mood is essentially power chord songs right uh, but anthem's one of their heaviest songs Bastille day is one of their heaviest songs side two is Lakeside Park again heavy enough it's heavy prog right Uh, into 2112 which is heavy Side three, Bitor and the Snow Dog, and in the end, pretty pretty darn heavy, by Bitor. In the end, even has its heaviness. It's got the big blocky power chords, right? But side four is Working Man, Finding My Way, What You're Doing. I mean, that's that's basically three of Rush's heaviest songs, you know, filling up this rock-solid side four. So that's why we've got Rush in there. I really like that. Now, to, to fill out this category, um, I kind of like this category as uh, we're surprised that these bands could almost get into this list of some of the heaviest uh, albums. So I wanted to uh, to give a shout out to Derringer Live. Um, you know, this is one of those missed opportunities where had this album co- come out after Sweet Evil and had a bunch of those cool Sweet Evil songs on it, and maybe had Derringer um, made it a double album and uh, possibly thrown on a really key strategic, uh, you know, hit-oriented cover song on it, live um derringer might have been a frampton comes alive kind of star right because uh, you've got this guitar hero thing and all these Pretty good, accessible song. So Derringer Live, even on its own, pretty darn heavy. Same thing with Frank Marino and Mahogany Rush Live. I think that's probably Frank Marino's heaviest album. Uh, Foghat Live uh, is also a surprised that it gets on this list kind of album. Uh, It was a huge successful album for them, but you've got Fool for the City, A Rocker, Home in My Hand, Rocky Enough. I Just Want to Make Love to You, even though it's a cover, it's one of their heaviest songs. Uh, Road Fever, Rocky Enough, Honey Hush very up-tempo rocky basically a a amphetamine version of train kept to Rollin', right and slow ride very heavy song for them so that's kind of cool um also semi surprise but pat travers is a pretty heavy act but go for what you know live is a is a pretty heavy uh album to get on here i think i had the uh in my notes i did have the track listing to this one here somewhere hang on have we got this here did we do this yes we did hooked on music getting better go go all night boom boom Out go the light so the first side is a lot of kind of funky pat travers but it's heavy enough right and then stevie is not heavy to kick off side two, but all of it, it's almost like the rush album um all of the end of it is making magic, heat in the street. It makes no difference. Uh, three of his heaviest songs. So it's a single live album, but pretty darn heavy for Pat Travers. I, I think even Cheap Trick and Budokan built belongs in this conversation as surprised to be here. Um, you know, Cheap Trick would be more like a uh, a 5.7, right? Pat Travers would be more like a uh, 6.7. Foghat Live would be like a 4.57, um, Derringer Live would be again probably more like a 4.57 um, There, so there you go um, okay let's take a short break we'll be right back
1: Hello Pantheon Podcast listeners Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price and yes she loves them
0: All right, back again here, history and five songs with Martin Popoff, episode 225, heaviest '70s live albums. I was going to call it heaviest live albums of the '70s, but we're always trying to keep those titles kind of short. Take a listen to our second selection here. This is Scorpions with "Dark Lady." All right, Tokyo tapes. Uh, this is kind of this is so this is recorded April twenty fourth and twenty seventh in Japan seventy eight out later that year. Uli John Roth quits the band shortly thereafter. Um, apparently, yeah, I, I didn't. I think my uh, my uh, Canadian copies all copy always said nineteen seventy eight. It's not going to change, I suppose. Uh, but it, but uh, Wiki says it was out in seventy nine in the U S. Okay, if you if you say so. Um, Anyways, uh, Scorpions puts out this double live album uh, towards the end of the 70s. It closes off the Uli era. I would say uh, this album gets a rating of 7 8. Um, because by this point, you know, we still had some pretty, pretty mellow Kraut Rocky albums in Lonesome Crow and Fly to the Rainbow, but they're getting heavier. There's only a few more, right? Uh, maybe, maybe they're almost an 8 eight right uh because this is pretty indicative of the the heaviness of the catalog um side one's got all night long a new song that is heavy picture life not pair not terribly heavy backstage queen not terribly heavy polar nights not terribly heavy entrance not terribly heavy but all of them have you know a fair bit of guitar crunch to them pretty up tempo we'll burn the skies heavy suspender love is a new one and that's that's a hard rockin you know modern enough hard rocking song in search of the peace of mind no flight of the rainbow not particularly but side three we've got uh he's a woman uh she's a man speedy's coming top of the bill uh boy yeah my uh my uh Oh, yeah, right. Hound Dog, Long Tall Sally. <laughs> I'm looking at my notes here, and because my uh, my red and my blue ink is almost out and they're hyperlinked uh, in my cut and paste, uh, they're almost unreadable. Um, but uh, So we've got another unreadable one. Oh, yeah, right. That's the Japanese song. But side four, yeah. Steamrock Fever, Dark Lady, uh, The Japanese Thing, and Robot Man. So... Basically, all side three and side four is a very, very heavy Scorpions here. Top of the Bill is one of their heaviest songs. Speedy's Cummins, one of their heaviest songs. Dark Lady, uh, which we played as one of their heaviest songs. The only thing missing from this, pretty interesting, right? Um, they don't do Virgin Killer, their heaviest song. Um, and they don't do the sales of Sharon, their best song, their Stairway to Heaven, right? Uh, so yeah, two notable admissions from this album. But for a uh, for a double album that could have gone sideways, you know, as I'm going to mention maybe in the honorable mentions, uh, it's not always a given that these bands would be completely heavy. Remember, I did that episode of the medley thing so this has one of those horrid rock and roll medleys uh you know you think of i think it's sweet does this but you right, Heap definitely does this right we did a whole episode on this um but yeah, uh bands can stretch out songs and do that 70s thing and jam a lot or throw in a cover a blues and or whatever and so these these can go pear-shaped but scorpions does not go pear-shaped with tokyo tapes and thus we are rewarding it we are rating it one of the Uh, heaviest 70s live albums okay let's move on to our next selection take a listen to this this is UFO with Mother Mary Okay, so, Strangers in the Night. Um, January 2nd, 1979, you know what? I actually had until hang on let me grab my copy of this i had until the last minute uh believe it or not t's tour of japan in this slot so if this was going to be t's tour in japan i even picked out my little 30 second uh, music clip and all of that um and then i looked at ufo strangers in the night and said you know what i i just i just can't put t's tour of japan higher than this so i want to give some praise to t's tour of japan first of all um It's a single album obviously it's a baby band it's only after two studio albums but um, everything's very uh, up tempo on this Uh, it's got ten songs the only things that are not particularly up tempo well they aren't at all are open my eyes and tonight it's me so that's two songs right eight out of eight out of ten of the rest of them are are up tempo and heavy enough the only ones that are up tempo and maybe party rocking, but still heavy for the seventies are going to have a good time tonight and rocking with the music. Um, well, even that's pretty heavy, but, but we do have lady killer on here. We have baby. Why can't you? Um, we've got uh boys night out, hot to trot, very heavy album. And again, uh, the, the idea why we call live albums a cheat, um, Uh, So the Tease album is a great example of this, but this is a positive. Uh, Great, great performances, great recording. Um, just really up tempo and energetic. That's definitely you know what happens with live albums. So yeah, that was almost in this slot. Uh, but I did um, erase uh, from the record um, tease to put UFO Mother Mary in here and just to go through Strangers of the Night. And again, you know, another form of cheat is as you get towards the end of the decade, it's uh, it there's more heaviness and it's easier to be heavy and you know blah 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 lots of heaviness. Um, but yeah, so on this you've got Natural Thing. Out in the streets, only you can rock me. Oh boy, again, there's my, my link thing, Doctor Doctor. Um, so yeah, so that's all you know, rock block, ch- uh, solid, um, good rocking, UFO. I mean, UFO can be a little melodic, a little stonesy, a little Thin Lizzyish in their heaviest heaviness sometimes. Uh, but side two, you've got Mother Mary, um, you've got uh, This Kids, both heavy. I uh, love to love their big epic and it's got some heavy parts. Side three is Lights Out and Rock Bottom. Now, you know, I, I usually uh, want to downgrade when you get an 11-minute version of Rock Bottom or anything like that. But, you know, these uh, UFO is not a blues band. So they are rocking out. It's guitar solo, bass, blah blah blah. So it's heavy enough, right? Uh, side four, too hot to handle. I'm a loser, not heavy. Uh, but let it roll, super heavy. One of their heaviest songs, and shoot, shoot, heavy enough. So, so yeah, I looked at this and said, you know, you gotta include it, right? Um, people, people notice this one. It is a notable album. It's one of the greatest live albums of all time. Um, so, but I looked at it, and yeah, it's it's pretty heavy. Um, what did I give it for a rating? I gave it a seven eight. Um, so again, kind of matching scorpions uh, in heaviness of the catalog to begin with, and then bring it up one notch to a nice, healthy eight out of ten. All right, take a listen to our fourth selection here. This is Ted Nugent with Gonzo. Would you like? <laughs> Okay, Double Live Gonzo. You know, I wasn't sure this was gonna make it, but then I looked at the tracks, and I looked at Ted's great stage raps and his his crazy guitar antics and his high energy on stage and you can hear it on this record you can see it on the front of the album cover and the back of the album cover uh, and then I thought uh, you know off the top of my head because I'm a complainer pessimist um, off the top of my head um, even before I looked at the track listing I'm thinking a oh, great white Buffalo hibernation well it turns out um, th- those are really the the uh, the mellowest songs on the whole album so it is is a really heavy record um, we've got just what the doctor ordered heavy enough Wang Dang Sweet Poontang totally heavy cat scratch fever so again what we have here is we have a catalog that's recorded very politely with not very good rhythm section work on it um, not very good productions from Tom Worman. So everything is heavier and more up-tempo on here. So Cat Scratch Fever totally sounds like a heavy metal song on Double Live Gonzo. So, Storm Trooping, absolutely heavy. Hibernation, like I said, that's more of like a, uh, a mellow, bluesy guitar workout. More like a poppy, proggy, Almond Brothers kind of thing. Motor City Madhouse... Um, an early version of speed metal, right? Totally heavy. Stranglehold's heavy. Gonzo, the song we played, is a non-LP or non-studio LP song, and it's a total rocker. Baby Please Don't Go is completely up-tempo and heavy enough on here. Yank Me, Crank Me is another new one that is totally heavy. And uh, Great White Buffalo, like I say. Great White Buffalo's kept down to six minutes or whatever, and it's heavy enough anyways, right? Um, so, yeah, absolutely. Um i wasn't sure i wasn't sure if something was going to beat this but but you know pretty much nothing beats this and i i would say well we've got our one clear winner but i would say that ted nugent double live gonzo is a heavier album than tokyo tapes and um and uh, strangers in the night you know so we've got an american band beating a german band and an english band and yes i think it's a heavier album so there you go um You know, I wanted to compare that also to, uh, for some reason, yeah. So I wanted to compare it to Aerosmith uh, live bootleg. I wanted to check live bootleg and I did because that's what we do here on the show. We are getting these correct answers for you, right? so I look at Live Bootleg and think, okay, back in the saddle, Sweet Emotion, Lord of the Thighs, Toys in the Attic, rock solid, heavy metal, screaming, hard rocking side one. Absolutely, you, you cannot deny anything on that. So all of, us, all of a sudden we've got, we're giving Double Live Gonzo a run for its money. Get to side two, last child, come together, walk this way. Sick as a Dog, my favorite Aerosmith song of all time. Walk This Way is amazing but not crazy, crazy heavy. Come Together, wish it wasn't on here. Last Child, not very heavy. So side two, eh. Side three, Dream On, their ballad. Um, Chip Away the Stone, great song, non-LP. Richie Supa, kind of heavy. I always liked it. Sight for Sore Eyes, not a fan. Mama Kin, not a fan. So not a very heavy side three. uh, Oh, sorry, uh, SOS is on there too, uh, and that's a good song um and heavy side four is that is that little sort of uh archivaly sort of side um with i ain't got you mother popcorn and train kept a rolling so that's kind of a big waste um Covery, bluesy, um, not very heavy. Train kept a rolling. I could even do without um, because it is a cover and we're so sick of it. So basically, live bootleg, uh, you lose out to Ted Nugent, a double live gonzo with that track list. Uh, that is not so great. Um, and I also wanted to compare to uh, ACDC, If You Want Blood. Um, this is definitely a contender because ACDC is a pretty heavy heavy band. Every uh, every song is arranged heavy. They're not written particularly heavy, but everything is a power chord song with ACDC, right? So uh, when you look at this track list, so it's only a single album, which was always disconcerting. Riff Raff, totally heavy. Hell ain't a bad place to be, sure. Bad Boy Boogie, sure. The Jack, not very heavy. Problem Child, we were always suspect of that song as being a little poppy, right? Um, Whole lot of Rosie, totally heavy, but I always thought it had kind of like an old rock and roll vibe that I wasn't happy with. Rock and Roll Damnation, kind of poppy. Love it, but kind of poppy. High voltage, uh, so now we're going back to the early days and not particularly. It's so simple. That it doesn't come off as particularly heavy let there be rock again like whole lot of Rosie it's it's heavy it's aggressive but it's got that old rock and roll vibe and speaking of old rock and roll vibe the album closes with rocker so I'm not particularly crazy impressed with the track list on uh, if you want blood so uh, again I'm gonna give it to Ted in that three-way battle there okay Um, let's move on to our fifth selection Take a listen to this. This is Judas Priest with Genocide.
1: Oh, oh. save
0: me, save me, no Alright, Unleashed in the East. September 17th, 1979. Okay, before we move on, uh, I'm going to give Double Live Gonzo a 7.59 okay so we moved up to a nine in heaviness there uh judas priest unleashed in the east i'm going to give uh this a nine slash ten so the heaviest heaviness of the catalog we've got lots of judas priest songs in the heaviest albums of the 70s period we've got killing machine way up the list staying class way up the list sad wings is on the list sin sin after sin is on the list um But, um, so I'm going to give the catalog of the seventies a nine, uh, for heaviness, uh, which by the way is matched by the likes of rainbow and Sabbath, I would say, but you didn't hear any rainbow and Sabbath on the this list. Why is Sabbath not on this list? They didn't put out a live album in the seventies. They only have that quasi management put out, you know, a dodgy version of live at last, um, which is, um, which is like not very well recorded and there's out of tune stuff on there. It's kind of like a glorified bootleg and it's, and like I say, it's only semi authorized or kind of not authorized at all, basically. Right. Uh, but you know, management authorized and, and, on sort of a mid mid quasi authorized label with this whole NEMS thing. Right. Uh, anyways, so they're not on it for that reason. Uh, and rainbow's not on it. We're going to get to that, but rainbow's not on it because they made a crappy live album. Um, but back to, uh, back to the happy story. So Judas Priest, um, the amazing thing about this. Oh, here goes my ink thing again. So, so let's look at this. Um, Unleashed in the East, only a single live album, right? So you can screw up, right? Um, but no, do they screw up? So anyways, we start with Exciter. Uh, one of the heaviest songs of the 80s, uh, 70s. Uh, running Wild, Sinner, absolutely, totally modern, proggy, heavy, amazing riffs. Uh, The Ripper, same sort of thing. Short song, it's even short on here, 244. Amazing, amazing heavy metal song. And then the Green Man Alishi, the Fleetwood Mac cover that is so incredibly heavy on Killing Machine, one of the heaviest songs from the 70s. So right there alone, um, you've got the heaviest side of music of all of the 70s. Studio or live. Uh, Over to side uh, two, you've got uh, Diamonds and Rust, so, you know, it kind of lets down the side a little bit, but it is a gallop. It is up tempo. It is played with heavy metal instruments. It's just a little little um, poppy on the melody, I suppose. Uh, then we've got Victim of Changes, Genocide, and Tyrant. So we've got this amazing three, uh, the, this trio of tracks, all from Sad Wings, three of the heaviest songs on Sad Wings. Um, you know absolutely glorious heavy metal side of music as well uh with that with that light you know that slight asterisk uh to it with diamonds and rust but wow um so um and then let's let's uh let's continue here so the japanese seven inch ep slash bonus tracks 2001 bonus tracks rock forever delivering the goods hellbent for leather and starbreaker Four completely heavy metal songs of the '70s. Hellbent for Leather, one of the heaviest uh, of the '70s, while well, even delivering the goods, um, you know, even moving to a Sabbathy direction. UK seven-inch EP, uh, Rock Forever. Hellbent for Leather, Beyond the Realms of Death. So you get the first, uh, you know, inkling of something that's a semi-ballad. Um, you know, it's it's so you know the one step further from Diamonds and Rust, but even that has heaviness to it. So so even when you expand to the extras this remains a super super heavy album so uh as i was saying earlier uh this is absolutely the correct answer i don't think anything even comes close uh, to this, and um, I dare say, um, you know, my, my list from the 70s uh studio albums went to uh, the likes of uh Overkill, Killing Machine, Bomber, Stained Class, Rainbow Rising, Black Sabbath Sabotage, Sex Pistols, Never Mind the Bollocks, Volume 4, Sin After Sin, uh, Deep Purple in Rock, Motorhead, Motorhead, Black Sabbath Master of Reality, uh, Let There Be Rock, Van Halen, Van Halen, Riot Narita. Rainbow Down Earth. So there's your top 16 or so. Um, I would vault Unleashed in the East. If we were to allow live albums into this list, I would vault it to the number one slot. It is the heaviest album of all of the 1970s. And um, I took a hard line look, like I say, and I don't think any of my other four choices or any of our other examples would even crack the top 20, Uh, but they would start showing up very light, you know. Very for sure. Um, right after that, um, sort of thing. So uh, that is our uh, that is our official five. I just wanted to mention a few honorable mentions. You're wondering where is Thin Lizzy live and dangerous? I rated that a six slash seven um because i look i took a hard look at the track list and it's got a lot of stuff that is not particularly particularly heavy on here we've got southbound we've got rosalie we've got dancing in the moonlight we've got still in love with you we got johnny the fox meets jimmy the weed um we've got uh well cowboy song's pretty heavy uh we've got um baby drives me crazy Uh, and the rocker, you know, is always a little old school, you know, the heavy stuff on here. We've got jailbreak, Emerald, uh, massacre, uh, don't believe the word. I always consider pretty heavy song warriors. Are you ready? The non LP songs, pretty heavy. Suicide's heavy. la is heavy. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's getting close. It's getting close. Um, it's almost nudging up to the likes of uh, your your UFO and you know arrows. It's it's kind of in that Aerosmith live bootleg uh, range, right? Um, Blue Oyster Cult, you know. Th- Uh, they don't think like heavy metal people. And and I don't think on your feet or on your knees, it's particularly a heavy album. It's got a heavy looking album cover. It's one of the heaviest looking live album covers. Uh, Same with some enchanted evening, heavy album cover, but they wasted a lot of space on that with covers and two long songs, blah, blah, blah uh, for a single album. So no blowister cult uh, is a big fail. They are not, they do not make one of the heaviest uh, live albums of the seventies and they could have, right. Uh, Had they picked certain songs. Um, status quo live i thought of that one as well and i went through the tracks and it's it's pretty darn heavy um you know status quo live uh let's see what would we give that i would probably give that something like a five seven um what would i what would i give uh, on your feet or on your knees i would give that a uh a four six i'd say and some enchanted evening i would give a about a four six as well. Um, so that's why those aren't on here. It's funny all of this uh, came came up uh, you know we were arguing back and forth about Grand funk and Monty put some grand funk song on there, which was not heavy at all. I didn't think I, I it was like a funk funk song with electric. anyways, their live album looks heavy but i don't think it's particularly heavy and the other band i left out of this um you're wondering where is made in japan where's made in europe well again uh i ruled out bands that uh got too jammy too bluesy um did did a full side of whatever you know child in time um so uh so i i think deep purple is another band that Easily, had they intentioned it that way or even even just disciplined somewhat, uh, they could have been on this list, but they're not uh, with either of those two albums. And uh, Rainbow is the other one that I think is a complete disaster. So Rainbow Rainbow is literally the only band on this list um, that I would say would have the, the two grades be in a reverse order. So Rainbow, I would probably give a... Uh, for Rainbow in the 70s, I would give an 8 for the catalog, and I would give a 5 for their live album. Uh, because we've got Kill the King, amazing. We start off totally heavy, non-LP, non-LP track. Uh, you know, it's on Long Long Live Rock and Roll, which came out after. Super heavy song, one of their heaviest. Uh, Man on the Silver Mountain, heavy. Then we go into blues starstruck Monty thinks it's not a very heavy song. I think it is a uh, man on the silver mountain reprise starting to fall asleep. Catch, catch the rainbow. Super long. That uh, mistreated uh, 16th century green sleeves is heavy. And then still I'm sad. So we got a long bit of mistreated and a long bit of catch the rainbow and still I'm sad. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so yeah, that's one where they actually go backwards. Um, so there you go. That's our show. Um, let uh, let us know what you think uh, over on the Facebook situation. Um, but yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed doing this exercise because uh, I found the correct answer. Uh, I just hope I haven't completely missed something. Um, but I can't think of what I might have completely missed. Uh, you guys can let me know. Um, if you like the show and want to support future episodes, go to kofi.com/slash/martinpopoff. Hit that red support button buy me a coffee or a pint um, this week I would like to thank Joe Bett Andy at ba- Black Sugar Transmission John Folkers, very generous thank you very much John uh, Sasha Kellerman Mike Lopez Monty Olson Augustin Garcia de Paredes Philip Edward Phyllis Steve Polari Dan Rosenson and John Stuckey um, you can, uh, check out my books at martinpopoff.com. There's a lot happening right now. We've got Kiss at 50s, brand new, In the Groove, the big vinyl book that I'm one of five writers on, but I've got copies of that as well. Um, so yeah, everything in martinpopoff.com, PayPal buttons, I sign them, send them out from the office here, still have the Who, Quadrophenia, still have the Bowie, uh, the big plush, nicest book anybody ever did for me, um, through Voyager Motor Books, that's uh, Bowie at 75. Um. And the Dominance and Submission Blue panel book is doing surprisingly well. Uh, so that's over there as well. But uh, there you go. Uh, for your homework, uh, let, oh, you know what? I forgot to mention. Um, I uh, I almost included KISS on here for KISS Alive. And uh, I looked at Alive 2 and I think, yeah, they kind of dropped the ball on that. There's some pretty poppy stuff on there. Of course, we've got the studio side as well. But Alive 1 is pretty darn heavy. Um... And again, the idea here is that um, live. This is one of those great live albums because it is a big improvement in excitement level and heft over the studio uh, studio productions, right? Of those first three albums. Side three is the really heavy one on here, though. We got "Watching You," "One," "100,000 uh, Years," and "Black Diamond." Uh, but yeah, a fair bit of heaviness throughout the rest of it as well. And for you know, for '75, we're dealing with you know material from 74 and 75 so we're quite a ways back and it's an american band so they can't be as heavy as other bands your eye heap uh live pretty heavy as well um but no kiss uh kiss just fell a little bit short you know i would almost put kiss alive right in the same range as aerosmith live bootleg um but yeah uh what i was getting at there is uh where is it here um you know, I i think uh, I think for homework, uh, we want to give props to the big underdog here. Go play that Tease Tour of Japan album. I think that is just a really fantastic single live heavy album from the performances, the production, and the heaviness of the songs all the way down. Like I say, I almost included Lady Killer on here. But uh, anyways, Tease Tour of Japan. There you go. Um, but our heaviest uh, 70s live album of all time is absolutely awesome unleashed in the east talk to you later find all of our shows notes social and links at
1: www.pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you listen to great podcasts all songs can be found for purchase on itunes spotify or google play please purchase these great and important tracks find us on facebook at the rnrap we are on Instagram
0: at R Archaeology. Tweet us at R&R Archaeology.
1: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.